Hello and welcome back to UFO Encounters Worldwide. This is your host, Jesse Peak, MUFON Field Investigator in the state of Pennsylvania, city of Philadelphia. This is a day late than usual. We had some technical difficulties yesterday. I'm sorry about that, but we're here and ready to go. Um, today's episode will be about some of the top UFO spots in the UK and what their big UFO sightings have been throughout history. Um, there's tons of information in today's episode, so I would definitely strap in your seatbelts because we're definitely going for a ride. All right, I hope you guys are ready for this great episode we had today. Um, I decided to do this episode and encounters and sightings over in the UK because the UK is the second country that has the most listens to UFO encounters worldwide. So I always like to make my listeners happy. Um, and you guys are always a big support. So I figured this episode will be dedicated to you. Um, there's a lot of good information in the episode. Um, we're going through uh, five of the top locations in the UK that are big UFO hotspots and um, have had some pretty cool encounters in the past. Um, so today is episode 15. The name of the episode is the top UFO spots in the UK and their UFO sightings. Um, before we get into the main part of the episode, we have some announcements to make. Uh, next month will be the, uh, the Big Phone Home 2 event, which is coming up. Um, it's a three-day event on YouTube. Day one will have all of the UFO researchers and top people in the field. Day two will be the military personnel and veterans. And day three will be scientists and astronomers. Um, everything having to do with the recent UAP uh, report that was released by the government. Um, we're going to get everybody's uh, opinions and, and the way of thinking and looking at things about the UFO subject. It's going to be tons of fun. The date has been set for September 4th through the 6th. Um, you can go over on Twitter and follow the Unidentified Celebrity Review, which is who is holding the event. His name is Lewis. Um, great guy. He also has a weekly podcast uh, on YouTube that you can go and listen to um, to stay updated about the event. Um, I will be on the panel on day one, um, giving some of my opinions and what I think is going on. Um, I love collaborating with other people about the subject. I think it's just one of the great things about today and technology and being able to talk to people um, and get content out. Um, so I hope you guys can come out and support what we're doing. Um, the last time they had the first event was the beginning of this year. Um, the outcome was fabulous. Um, but this time it's going to be 10 times bigger. And they also have a petition you can sign, um, you know, requesting transparency with the UFO phenomenon and what the government knows and how they should release it to the people. Um, but this time, yeah, it's definitely going to be a lot bigger and plus I'm going to be in it. <laughs> so you get to see me and hear my views and stuff. Remember that's September 4th to the 6th and, uh, you could, and it'll be on the unidentified celebrity review, which you can follow them on Twitter and YouTube. Um, the second announcement I have is just an update as to future episodes of UFO Encounters Worldwide. We're going to start having some of the top experts in the field on and authors so we can bring more information as to what's going on in the UFO field and in the community. 
Um, our last episode with Cheryl Costa was absolutely amazing. Um, she is really doing some extraordinary work within the UFO field. Um, what she did is get UFO statistics for each state and county within that state, plus the different uh, shapes that uh, occurred in those sightings. Um, her new book is a must read. Um, it's also being used as a tool for researchers so we can point out different hotspots easier. And um, so I definitely highly recommend getting her book. Um, the third announcement we have, um, and this is the last announcement, which is the best one of all. Uh, I just want to say thank you guys for tuning in every week and supporting the show. Um, it definitely is a big, big, big help. All right. So let's get it moving here. Uh, we got your fun facts for the week. Um, all about Venus. So. Mercury and Venus are the only two planets in our solar system that have no moons whatsoever. In total, there are 176 confirmed moons that orbit the planets in our solar system, with some of them being bigger than Mercury itself. The hottest planet in our solar system is Venus. Venus has a lot of gases in its atmosphere, which creates a greenhouse effect. Um, that actually causes a consistent temperature of 864 degrees Fahrenheit everywhere on the planet on the planet surface. Um, so you definitely want to avoid that. You don't want to. <laughs> I think you would be disintegrated in a matter of seconds if you ever went on there. Um, one day in Venus is longer than one year. Venus has a slow axis rotation which takes Earth 243 Earth days to complete its day. The orbit of Venus around the Sun is 225 Earth days, making a year on Venus 18 days less than a day on Earth in a year. Um, that's, pretty fun. that's pretty fascinating. Um, so <laughs> uh, one day there, I mean, your time's going to go flying by if you definitely go to Venus, if we ever had the technology to go there. But um, those are your fun facts for this week, all about Venus. Um, pretty cool stuff there. Um, I like to give something a little different every week. This way we, uh, everybody can learn something new. Um, that's what this podcast is about, learning something new every week, especially about the UFO phenomenon, which is my specialty. Um, so we're going to dive deep into this episode now um, and start going over the first location that we have. Um and I'm sure all you people in the UK know this very well, these locations. Um, the first one we have is Liverpool. Um, so Liverpool is the UK's top alien um, sighting hotspot. Um, the police in Merryside have had 13 calls regarding UFO sightings since 2013, more than anywhere else in the UK. While the alien group, the Mutual UFO Network, which is who I work for, claimed that they have received 17 reports of UFOs being seen across Liverpool in 2016. And in 2015, the Ryan, Ryan Air flight delayed landing due to a sighting of a UFO over River Mercy. So this sighting happened um, Dublin to Liverpool. Um, flight abandons landing after UFO was spotted in the sky. So... This sighting occurred at the Ryanair uh, during a flight of Ryanair. Of Ryanair. Um, a Ryanair flight that left Dublin bound for Liverpool was forced to abandon its landing after a UFO was spotted in the sky. According to the Liverpool Echo, the pilot 
of the Boeing 737 plane was told to perform a go-around after an unidentified object was spotted in the sky above the River Mercy while the plane was approximately two miles from John Lennon Airport in Liverpool. After circling the area for a short time afterwards, the plane landed safely shortly before 11 p.m. Passengers were told that it was suspected that an object in question was a drone, although nothing was found in routine checks carried out afterwards. Commenting on the sighting, an airport spokesperson told the Liverpool Echo, quote, at the top of the control tower, we do visual checks, looking around the airfield, and even at nighttime, the guys are still there. Quote, they thought they saw something about a mile from the airfield on the mid to far side of Mercy. Quote, there was an aircraft that ap approached, which was further away, but standard procedure is to check out if we're not sure what it is. Quote, they sent somebody down there, but they couldn't see anything. Quote, it could be things like flocks of birds, but we always play safe, play it safe in these situations, and we will always investigate. End quote. A Ryanair spokesperson added, the crew of this flight from Dublin to Liverpool performed a go-around upon the instructions of air traffic control at Liverpool Airport. The aircraft then landed normally and on time. So for something to be in the airspace, obviously, and that's with any airport, um, air traffic control is going to do what it can to keep everything safe. But for it to have to make this... Um, plane have to do go-arounds. There was obviously some sort of object in the sky, and what I'm guessing is that the aircraft control didn't want to admit to it being a UFO, which happens in many cases. Um, you can already see they already tried to go on and say maybe it was a flock of birds or a drone, which is what they're leaning towards a little more. Um, and I just think that's uh, they do that so they don't get ridiculed about seeing a UFO. But um, that was one of the big um, sightings that helps make Liverpool a hotspot, and today it is the number one hotspot in the UK, according to reports. Um, so our next location is um, Wiltshire, uh, definitely a, a hotspot for sure. Um, so Wiltshire, um, crop circles, formations, and U.S. sightings have been reported in and around Warminster in western Wiltshire since the 1950s. I'm sure a lot of you know this already. Um, farmers have discovered crop circles on their land and locals have captured on camera strange lights, flying saucers, and noises. There are also claims of these UFOs killing flocks of pigeons and causing cars to fail. So if anybody's really familiar with the UFO phenomenon, we do know that in many cases, um, especially in MUFON cases that when we get the reports in, we do know that UFOs have the power of like a EMT pulse, which would cut out all electrical systems. Um, so a lot of sightings where cars are driving and they see a UFO, their cars tend to die immediately. And then when the UFO disappears, the car starts back up. So that's what they're saying here. And they actually have, um, there's a lot of claims in Wiltshire of this happening. So, uh, back to the crop circle area, the vast field of Salisbury Plain in Wiltshire, southern England, um, is a stretch of verdant land steeping in history. Um, it's here where an, accident, an ancient Neolithic site of Stonehenge sits, an inscrutable pile of rocks wrapped in a mystery. 
It is here, or at least in the town of Warminster, where some of the UK's most impassioned UFOs watchers gather atop nearby Cradle Hill in the belief that they can signal extraterrestrial spaceships. In the 60s and the 70s, local journalist Arthur Shuttlewood popularized the Warminster mystery, leading the hundreds, perhaps thousands, of independent claims of UFO sightings all coming from around this small town. It's clearly led to many hoaxes, obviously. That always happens with anything we get, including the recent drawing of elaborate geometric crop circles and fields surrounding the old town. So um, I know Stonehenge very well. I've studied it. Um, it's definitely a hotspot for UFOs. The entire uh, ancient megalithic, or megalithic structure itself is definitely a mystery um, where, you know, we have tried to, archaeologists have given it a date of when they believe it has come around, but I believe that um, most of our structures like this are actually a lot older than what we actually believe they are. Um, and uh, the new technology today is starting to show that, um, especially with the pyramid, the Great Pyramids in Egypt and the Sphinx. We're now finding out that they're a lot older than what they were. Um, a lot of you might know of Newgrange in Ireland. Um, I've written about that on my website. Um, that place, it's just, it's, it's older than the pyramids and Stonehenge itself. That just goes to tell you something right there. Um, so these places are definitely mysterious and a lot of them have to do with some kind of, with UFO sightings in the area. Um, especially here, uh, in Wiltshire where Stonehenge is located. Um. So one of the biggest sightings in Wiltshire um, was the most recent sighting was May 7th of this year, 2021. <clears throat> so UFO sightings, it stated, alien enthusiasts believe they saw a UFO. A UFO was supposedly been seen in the skies over Swindon, Wiltshire, with alien believers claiming it is evidence of extraterrestrial activities in the sky above the UK. So, the sighting goes, a couple was driving their car, were stunned to see a strange object floating in the sky. The object in question appeared to be almost perfectly stationary. As the couple drove around the corner, the object seemed to almost emote Immobilize the sky in the sky. Videos show the supposed UFO as being black in color and the shape like a triangle. The video was submitted to a popular UFO YouTube channel, UFO Institute. A witness statement alongside the video said, quote, It was extremely bizarre to see a black triangle-shaped object floating in the sky. Quote, there wasn't really anything to indicate the size or proximity of the object. Quote, it just gave me that weird unsettling feeling when you generally have no idea what something is and what it's doing or its purpose. Quote, it's not a drone and it's not something that's being held in place or bobbling like a balloon. So this, this, that's the end quote. Um, so obviously there was a bunch of different witnesses to this sighting here. Um, and for people to actually have video and photos of the object, that's that's the kind of evidence we need. Uh, most of the time when we have these sightings, we don't even think about pulling out a cell phone or taking pictures because you're so 
in, enthralled in, in what's going on before your eyes because it's unbelievable to you most of the time. So when videos and photos are taken of these craft, um, it's definitely some of the top evidence that we have, especially with videos. Still images are just still good, but when you have a video of it, it's even better. Um, and these people obviously have some kind of sense of what drones are because they knew it wasn't a drone. Um, they knew that it didn't bobble like a normal balloon or something, or it definitely wasn't a flock of birds. Um, and usually when we see objects like that, we can't explain. We do. We get that unsettling feeling in, in our stomach. And our mind is, is trying to comprehend what we're seeing. And um, that usually happens when we see objects like this or UFOs. Um, we get that feeling in our stomach and, you know, it's just, it's just a part of the phenomenon itself. Um, so it's just great that we have these witnesses that came forward um, describing what they saw and as well for the video and the, the, uh, the photos. Um, and black triangles are definitely a big thing, um, especially more and more people are seeing black triangles in the sky today than ever. Um, a lot of them, a lot of people like to say that maybe it's our own government's technology. Uh, everybody, a lot of people know about the TR-3B, which was a craft that the United States military was um, it's a secret test aircraft that is shaped like a triangle um, and does have a light in each corner on the bottom and a single light, a red light in the middle. Um, and it has windows along the side, but it's in the triangular shape. So when people see these things, a lot of people will say, oh, well, you caught a glimpse of the TR-3B. Um, but see, when you get the description of these triangles, some of them are completely different than what the TR-3B looks like. And I'm sure that not all of these accounts can, can, not, not, not everything that these people are seeing can be a TR-3B. That's for sure. Um, and to see it over in England, I highly doubt that that's what they saw. Um, so that, that's a pretty good case right there. Um, very, very cool one. So. Um, before we move on to the third one, uh, I think we're going to go ahead and take our break now. So we are going to go ahead and take the break now. Um, and when we get back, we're going to get into the last three um, locations, including Bonnie Bridge, Staffordshire, and Broadhaven. And their UFO sightings that helped make them a hotspot in the UK. So hold on to them seatbelts and don't go too far. We'll be right back after these commercial breaks with UFO Encounters Worldwide. Hey everyone, it's Jesse Pete, your host from UFO Encounters Worldwide. Have you guys ever had a UFO sighting? Go to MUFON.com where you can report your UFO sighting and a field investigator will get in contact with you and investigate your sighting absolutely free. I'm a field investigator for MUFON in Pennsylvania. I do it all the time. It's a great, great organization to report your sighting and actually get real feedback. Check it out at MUFON.com today. UFO Encounters Worldwide wants to hear from you. Have an experience or a sighting you want to share? Contact your host, Jesse Peake, at ufoencountersworldwide at gmail.com today.
Hey, did you know UFO Encounters Worldwide has an official website for the podcast? That's right. You can go to ufoencountersworldwide.wordpress.com today and check out all of the cool content we have on the UFO phenomenon. You can get all of the content and information for each episode on the website. Plus, you can follow my travels and see some of my work. There's even new weekly updates on the UFO phenomenon with megalithic structures and different places from around the world with UFO sightings. That's ufoencountersworldwide.wordpress.com. Check it out today. Welcome back to the second half of episode 15 with UFO Encounters Worldwide. This is your host, Jesse Peak, MUFON Field Investigator. So in the second half of this show, we have three different areas that are top spots for UFO sightings in the UK. We're going to go through them and some of the big UFO sightings that happened in that area. So strap on them seatbelts. We're not done yet. All right, so that first half of the episode was pretty cool. Um, I love giving the information out at different hotspots and putting it out there so people are aware and maybe they can start doing their own research. Um, here in the U.S., we talk about a lot of the U.S. US cases that happen um, and all the different hotspots here, um, but you don't always hear about all the hotspots over in the U.K., um, which is why I did this episode today um, to give you guys some we know you're having the same kind of sightings over there, and um, they're they're pretty incredible. Same as here, so I figured we shed some light on that. Um, so we have three more areas that we're going to go through um, that are hot spots over in the UK. Um, we're going to dive into what uh, major sighting gave them uh, the credibleness of being a hot spot, um, and the first one we have here is Bonnie Bridge. This is somewhere I've never heard of, but um, when I seen it, I did the research. Pretty cool stuff. Um, so Bonnie Bridge is a small Scottish town, um, and it's one of the most visited places in the world for UFO sightings. Um, on average of 300 sightings are claimed per year, and everything from alien ships landing to unexplained balls of light have apparently been spotted. Um, now, somewhat of an alien tourist trap, local councilor uh, have, I'm sorry, <laughs> now somewhat of an alien tourist trap, uh, local councilor Billy Buchanan has requested the last three prime ministers do an official investigation into these UFO spottings, um, and unfortunately, so far, none of them have agreed. Um, I think it's pretty cool that when you have someone, uh, a councilor, um, of that local area that actually wants to get involved and help um, do an investigation into these sightings. It's pretty cool to have someone like that backing you up, especially if you're just a regular witness or a civilian um, and uh, different groups that, that want people like this to look into stuff. So it's good to have someone like that in the area that um, is interested in the subject just as much as you are. Um, unfortunately, you know, the prime ministers, the last three that he asked, didn't want to do it. Um, and of course, that's because of ridicule, like we talked about earlier. Um, so Bonnie Bridge is a small town uh, near to Falkirk with a population of around 6,000. Um, it could possibly be the most unremarkable town in central Scotland. 
And yet the area, which is now referred to as the Falkirk Triangle, averages around 300 UFO sightings per year. This is more than anywhere else on the planet, this sleepy little notch of Scotland's central belt, the place to be seen if you're a, um, if you're a transport of choice is saucer-shaped, <laughs> you have a penchant or uh, multi-lading cows, um, and distinctly greenish pallor. <laughs> so if you have an interest in UFOs, basically, um, you like cow uh, mutilations, you like the shape of saucers, flying saucers, you're into the subject, you like to research, you like green aliens, this is the place to come and visit. Um, and it is definitely a popular place for UFO sightings. Um, in October of 1994, three cleaners on their way to work said they saw five UFOs. When they got to work, they told their manager what happened. To his surprise, a number of employees then came forward to confirm what they, too, had seen flashing lights and strange orange orbs glowing in the vicinity for the past week. Strange enough, but the best-known case has become part of the UFO lore as the Detchmont Law Encounter. Robert Taylor worked as a forester working for the Livingston Development Corporation. And on the 9th of November 1979, he traveled up to a plantation close to M8 Motorway to inspect the site. As he walked towards a, cleaner, a clearing, at around 10.30 a.m., he saw a large spherical object with a gray metallic finish. The object appeared to be around 20 feet in diameter and 12 feet high. As Taylor approached the object, it dropped towards the ground and two smaller spheres with protruding spikes, as he described them as he was looking like old naval mines, um, appeared from the bottom and began to roll towards him. Taylor attempted to escape, but the spheres caught his trousers, ripping them at the bottom and began to drag him back towards the larger object. I don't know about you, but I'd be pretty frightened in a case like this. This is, this is not one of the ones where you're, uh, where it's peaceful. <laughs> Taylor then passed out for about 20 minutes. When he came to, he heard hissing sound and then said the UFO just vanished. He had to crawl nearly 100 yards to his pickup truck as the encounter left him temporarily unable to walk. So obviously there was some kind of damage done and he was hurt during this encounter. Um, after reporting the incident, the site was thoroughly investigated and several marks in the ground were detected in the clearing, which could not be explained. So that's a pretty, uh, a pretty crazy encounter. Um, those are the ones we normally say, um, I think the, the, the numbers are like 80% of encounters are pretty positive, but this one seemed to be a little more harsh. Um, it kind of sent something after him. It ripped his pants and made him fall to the ground. Um, he was unable to walk. Um, so this is, uh, and there was definitely evidence of it because there was protrusions and holes in the ground that were unexplainable when they did the investigation. So this is a pretty big case. Um, and is definitely known um, pretty good. Um, the whole area is known as the Falkirk Triangle. So if it has a name, that you, you know it has a history to it. Um, so that's the third. 
third uh, area, Bonnie Bridge, and that was one of the best sightings that, and cases that happened there. Um, as we move on, we are now going to go through Staffordshire. UFOs aren't just aliens. As werewolves, pigmen, black-eyed children, and even Bigfoot himself have reportedly been spotted in the area of Cannock Chase, Staffordshire. There's even a blog dedicated to sightings at this area of outstanding beauty, and in 2015, several hundred local residents claimed to see a UFO spaceship hovering over the area. Could you imagine that being home with your family? Or say it's even like a Labor Day and everybody's out. Labor Day, we all get together, uh, we barbecue, we grill, we sit outside, you know, have a couple beers, whatever you do, celebrate. And everybody on the block is out and this spaceship comes rolling over your, your city or your town. Could you imagine what, that, what would happen? I mean, you try to picture it in your mind, but there's just no words to explain exactly what, what would happen. I mean, yeah, some people would be scared. Some people would be awed. Um, it's just cases like those that there's no denying, and the military cannot cover the, these up. So this case was reported on June 28th, 2021. Staffordshire has featured on a list of best places to spot a UFO in the UK, and details on an unusual sighting have been released. There have been 11 sighting of identified flying objects above the skies of the West Midlands in the last year. Two of them were reported in Staffordshire. A plum of black smoke and a collection of 20 or more star-like objects in a straight single-file line was reported in the Stoke area at 6.15 a.m. on February 3rd. The top story, hundreds of new I'm sorry. Yeah, hundreds of new JCB jobs up for grabs as diggers demand sewers. So on May 2nd at 9.05 a.m., there were reports of UFOs in the same location. There were 200 reports of mysterious floating objects in Great Britain, and we have listed some of them below. First-hand reports tell stories of silhouettes, lights shining down, floating disks in the sky, and large craft in local airspaces. Most come from London, with 38 in, south, in the south of England, generally. Um, a spokesman from the netvouchercodes.co.uk, which conducted a research, the research said, the first reported sighting of a UFO was in 1947, when the American pilot claimed he first saw nine shiny objects. The UFOs then, uh, since then, UFOs have captivated the attention of people around the world because of their mysterious nature, which then brings on the people in Staffordshire, you know, learning about that and, and causing a lot of the, the sightings that happened back then. But it looks like Staffordshire has a, a whole bunch. I didn't realize that there was a bunch of different um, sightings here in this report. Um, it's a little all over the place, so I apologize if it, that, that one was a little all over. But... I mean, to have uh, 20 or more star-like objects in a straight single file line, I mean, it's crazy. Um, that was on, that was reported on February 3rd at 6.15 a.m. Um, and, and to see that, most of the time we would think that they would be like the uh, uh, Starlink satellites. 
you'll see a bunch of stars in a single row or and they'll be going up and that and, and we get sighting reports of them and most of them turn out to be the stars like satellites people don't know about them but Starlink satellites aren't over in Staffordshire, UK. Um, so that's definitely not what the people were seeing. Um, and then to have 200 reports of mysterious floating objects altogether in Great Britain, if you didn't know that or not. Um, so it's pretty crazy. Um, and to have that, the, the big case that happened there in Staffordshire was that, you know, several hundred local residents seeing a UFO spaceship hover over the area. I mean, that's rare. That's just like the Phoenix lights that happened here in the United States in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, and I did, I've never heard of it happening in Staffordshire. I've never heard of this case. And for several hundred people to have seen something, um, it would be great to go over there and question some of the witnesses and get some information about that. Cause that's, <laughs> that's pretty amazing. All right. So let's move on to Broadhaven. Um, Alien sightings, we all know, go as far back as the 1970s in this, uh, in this Welsh seaside town, Broadhaven. Local school children claim to see a UFO spaceship land while, they're, while other locals have claimed to see little silver men in flying saucers. Although some of these claims have been partly debunked, apparently secret military training was to account for some of the sightings, but not all. You know how the military likes to say, yes, it was us. We were shooting flares. That's all it was. Da, 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 da. It doesn't account for everything. People are, um, so people still visit Broadhaven throughout the year in hope of spotting a UFO. And there are even locally run UFO tours available. This is called the Welsh Triangle. So interestingly, during the 1970s, Broadhaven made its name known by becoming a prime spot for UFO sightings. It dubbed the name Broadhaven Triangle after the Bermuda Triangle, following an article written in the in the Sun titled Spaceman Mystery of the Terror Triangle. In February 1977, it is reported that 14 school children saw a UFO craft in the field beside their school, and when asked by the headmaster to draw the craft, the pictures all look strikingly similar. The oddest of all would have to be the apparent sighting of a seven-foot creature in a silver suit late one night in April of 1977. Whether these sightings are true or not, they provide an interesting atmosphere to Broadhaven. Now, for all them children to sit down as the, uh, the headmaster asked them to draw, and they all draw similar things, and you know that what they've seen is true. They're all obviously seeing the same craft. Um, so I find, and children, children very often, they don't lie when they see certain things, you know what I mean? With this kind of stuff. So on February 5th, a group of school children in Broadhaven ran excitedly into their school and told their teacher that they had seen a silver suited spaceman coming out of a spaceship. Perhaps not surprisingly, their teacher didn't believe them and carried on with the lesson as normal. So on getting out of school, however, they claimed they saw the spaceship again. They told friends, parents, and everyone they could think of, but no one in the grown-up world would take them seriously. The next day, so miffed were they by the inattention, they handed in a petition to the police demanding the incident be investigated properly. <laughs> 
So obviously, um, it did get to the some adults, and obviously they believe their children if they're all their children are coming home with the same story of something, seeing something like this. I mean, even if they say they've seen a man, that's that's a little frightening because you don't know who this man is, let alone being uh, extraterrestrial ET coming out of a spaceship. <clears throat> so all this fuss caused the headmaster to take the UFO sighting a little more seriously after they reported it to the local police district. He gathered all the children involved in the incident together and asked them to draw what they had seen. The drawings that resulted were highly consistent, showing a saucer-shaped UFO with a dome on top. The first sighting heralded the extraordinary year of usual happenings in Wales. This, this, the first sighting, I mean, it was extraordinary, this sighting. As it unfolded, vast numbers of people claimed to see UFOs or to have bizarre paranormal experiences of other kinds. The, the die fed mystery unfolds. So that's, it's, I mean, uh, I don't know if anybody's ever heard of the, the school in Zimbabwe in Africa. Um, that was another school incident uh, that happened where the school children saw a UFO with two beings that had come out of the UFO. You could check, look it up. Uh, it's called the Zimbabwe um, school incident um, in Africa. Um, Preston Dennett, the author, he has actually written a book about all the school UFO sightings, and it's in that book. This might be in there as well. I'm not sure. I haven't read the book yet. But supposedly, school sightings are not a rare occurrence with UFOs. But what happened in Zimbabwe, the UFO landed while they were all at recess, and two creatures came out of the UFO, actually spoke to the children telepathically, and one of the headmasters had come out and seen it. And then they had all the children draw pictures just like here. And it all resembled the same thing. And then they told the teachers and their parents what telepathically was said between the creatures and the students. So <clears throat> this case right here um, that happened in Broadhaven is very, very similar to the Zimbabwe case. I just thought I'd throw that out there. Check it out. It's a big case. <clears throat> So, moving on, one family in particular was severely affected by everything. The Coombs family, who were employed at the Ripperston Farm, had a number of very strange experiences among these sightings of UFOs from their car. A seven-foot silver-suited being with a black visor appeared outside their window. Constant medical disturbances, including their car and television set repeatedly breaking down and having to be replaced, and their cows seemingly being teleported from one field to another. <clears throat> another of the most famous incidents occurred around the Haven Fort Hotel in Little Haven. The owner of the hotel, a Miss Rose Granville, claimed she had seen a saucer-shaped UFO outside her hotel window. Strange humanoids wearing white Bowler suits emerged from the UFO and walked around a bit as if gathering something. Miss Grainsville went out to fetch other residents of the hotel to show them, but found that the UFO mysterious occupants gone by the time she returned. That happens all the time. That's why when I say, like, most of the time people don't even think about taking a picture or a video because by the time you get the camera and you go to look at these things, they're gone and you don't get none of the evidence. Um, which is why people usually don't have a photo because they're so stuck looking at this object. So, continuing, somewhat distressed by the encounter, Miss Grainsville wrote a letter 
to her MP, who promptly asked the Ministry of Defense to investigate. As a result, Ms. Grainville received a visit from the RAF officer who listened to her story and professed himself mystified by it all. So that's very rare when that, when that happens. Someone's actually interested in actually investigating your case. Some skeptics have claimed that the entire Broadhaven UFO flap was caused by hoaxers. It was noted that the silver suits somewhat resembling those described by the eyewitnesses were used at nearby oil refineries. As it happens in almost cases of persistent UFO activity in, in specific area, hoaxing does soon enter the picture. And that's with everything, and that's everywhere worldwide. Someone always tries to hoax something. The military has tried to blame a lot of UFO encounters on hoaxes, and so on. <clears throat> so, local yahoos see it as a great opportunity to have some fun. The Welsh Triangle Flat was no exception. Indeed, some of the hoaxers have now come forward and admitted to the, uh, publicly that they have done it. The temptation is the dismissal of the incidents because of a few fake ones. It's difficult to see how hoaxers could account for all of these flying objects. Um, there's no way. Um, yes, we do get hoax. Even at MUFON, when I'm investigating cases, we do get we do get, we get hoaxes once in a while. But the majority of our cases cannot cannot account for everyone hoaxing them. It's just it's not not it's not what it is. Um, so fakery cannot provide a complete explanation for all the events that happened in Broadhaven as well. Um, so the, def the defend mystery had a conclusion to all this was the Broadhaven UFO flat was one of the most important in British history. The strange events here, which incite incited interest from journalism and researchers throughout the country, have still never been satisfactorily explained. So I would say out of all of these, um, Broadhaven has some weird stuff going on. <laughs> um, so they gave me a lot of, I mean, the two big cases in Broadhaven, you know, um, uh, the triangle, and then you have um, the school kids seeing everything. That was one of the big cases. Then you have the other family that is um, seeing this being, a seven-foot being, in a in a suit, um, it's just there's a there's a there's no way that they're all hoaxes, um, and I think that it's great that we that these hotspots are like this, and it opens my my perspective up of what's going on worldwide because we don't hear about a lot of this stuff that happens in the UK. Um, so hearing about the Welsh Triangle um, and hearing about different flaps across the UK, it's pretty cool, and I hope you guys enjoyed it too today. Um, I know it was a lot of information to get. Um, it's a little rough on the last one there, but um, it's great information, and these areas are are good to look into. You could just type them on in, and they'll pop up for you. Um, the information goes on and on, and I'm sure there's plenty of sightings in each of these areas. I just gave you the basics, um, some of the biggest ones that happen that help make these areas hotspots. So I hope everybody enjoyed the episode today. Those five main hotspots that are in the UK, pretty cool stuff. A lot of information we went over today, so I know you might have to listen to it a second time. Sometimes what I do, um, but really cool sightings that are happening. These places definitely deserve to be investigated. And um, I know you guys in the UK always like to have a UK episode, and this one was dedicated for you guys. 
So I thank you guys for always listening every week. And uh, we'll be back next week with another episode of UFO Encounters Worldwide. This is your host, Jesse Peake, signing off. Keep your eyes in the sky.